All right, we're joined now by Dr. Tlousi Tumo, who is a historian, researcher, and author. And of course, um, he is a distinguished historian and academic and has been has devoted a, a significant part of his career to um, really making sure that he uh, is a custodian of the Wabedi culture. Dr. Situmo, good morning to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh Thank you so much, uh, Kathy. Good morning, and uh, thank you for inviting me on your beautiful show on this uh, huge national radio station of award-winning presenters. Um, I must say that, firstly, let me apologize for um, beginning the interview later than we had scheduled. I just needed to, of course, take the last conversation that we had that came out of the open line. Um, Let me begin just by getting you to explain to myself and our listeners i mean part of the reason why you are receiving all of this attention at least in this moment is on your latest project which is an open air museum or at least that's how it's been described that uh, you're currently working on in limpopo tell us a bit more about that project uh, thank you so much, Kathy, again. Uh, let's start with uh, a museum. A museum, of course, it's a one way of preserving heritage in general. Because heritage is broad. You have got your music, your histories. So if heritage is such broad, you are going to end up with having various and different ways of preserving heritage. So uh, a museum is another way of uh, preserving heritage because you would be uh, preserving stories and artifacts in a museum. So in a museum, each and every museum has got its own theme. Uh, because you would have a, a museum that can uh, house a particular story or a museum that can house a particular history, etc. When it comes to this one of Setaule Open Air Museum, it's a it's a it's located in the Setaule area in the Mahaving area within the Blowback, this, I mean, Blowback municipality in Limpopo uh, province. So the concept of Setaule Open Air Museum is that uh, it is a rebuilding of an old village, an old settlement on the foot of a small mountain called Setaule. So if you rebuild an old village or an old settlement like that, you are going to excavate and see where the old boundaries of the village are, where the rock boundaries of the village are, where the old huts were built. You know, the huts which were built with a uh, stones and some of them were built with grass, etc. Thatched roofed huts, and then you are going to have uh, the where the cattle crawls, 
were, the original ones. So all those aspects, you rebuild them. You rebuild the old village using the old material like rocks and grass, etc., etc. Then you have got your open air museum. In this area that you have in uh, identified, the Sitlaole area, what is there currently? Come again. So, so what is in the area currently? When you then attempt to rebuild um, this this village, how how much of the work will be starting from scratch? Um, how much will rely on? existing buildings, existing huts that, that, that are there? Okay, okay. Oh, okay, I understand your question, Kathy, to mean that exactly what is there, what is... Uh, actually, this area has got a history of having been occupied by communities of uh, the Bakoni in the area. Unfortunately, as we know, the history of uh, South Africa, these people were forcefully removed. I think it was around the 1920s, uh, 30s and 40s. So the place, what is there, uh, you only have the ruins now. You only have the graves there. So that's why uh, rebuilding the, 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 the old village itself is part of a reviving and preserving the stories of those people who had been removed from that foot of the mountain settlement called Setaul. Again, when 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 you attempt to to rebuild um, the, the village, what is it exactly that you are wanting to achieve in that process? Thank you very much. A good question. Again, uh, remember we are preserving heritage. In this case, when you rebuild an old settlement into a museum, you are actually reviving the story. You are preserving that, that old story of those people because now you are going to say, in your research, you research the stories of those people to say, these people uh, who lived here they lived like this, they, they had this uh, part of their dwelling as a crawl. They used the crawl to do this and that and that and that to house their animals. Uh, they had this part of the, 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 the part of the, their dwelling as uh, the old horror where the old uh, men would sit down and uh, discuss the, 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 the community issues. You had this part of the 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 the, the uh, uh, village as a cemetery where the old uh, village people used to bury them. So you you are actually reviving the whole story. Remember, this is preservation of your stories, preservation of your histories. The descendants of the people, those people who used to live there, now they can relate to their stories, they can relate to your, their history, they can relate to where they are coming from, their, their original, uh, 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 where they originated actually. That is the, 
that is basically about heritage preservation. It's about preserving our past. Sure. It, 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 it's quite a brave project, um, Dr. Sidumu, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the concept note now and there are pictures of the area and all you see right now in that area is just bushes. Um, and so effectively, you, when you try and ex- excavate some of the foundations, maybe even the graves, it's going to take a lot of work because you just you, you have to first begin by by clearing out that entire bush um, so that you begin to go a little bit beneath the surface uh, to see what that might reveal. Uh, unfortunately, no matter how difficult the job is, it needs to be done because I can give you one aspect of the project is that when you have, uh, for instance, uh, when you trace the history of a people in areas like that, you also have the aspect of graves. So in other people's cultures, in our culture, if, uh, I mean, uh, graves are very significant in connecting the people who departed and the people who are still alive. So. I get your point. So if now we don't get to that dirty work of clearing the bushes where the graves of our ancestors were, it means if we don't do that, effectively what it means is that we are permanently going to be separated from the graves of those ancestors. So spiritually now you, 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 you are now detached. So the significance, one of the most other significant aspects of, the, of that project is that you need to revive the history of the place and then also get to the spiritual part of it by, by, by getting to the graves. All right. And then... Uh, All right. Uh, and Dr. Then, uh, Dr. Situmo, I'm going to give you a moment to, to, um, to continue uh, after we take the latest news headlines. We're in conversation with Dr. Tlou Situmo. He's telling us more about the Open Air Museum um, that they're currently constructing out in Sitlaule. It's a village in Limpopo province. Let's take your latest headlines. We're back with him after this. Today. We're in conversation with historian researcher uh, Dr. Glossi Dumu about the open air museum that uh, they're currently constructing out in Limpopo province. So, Dr. Situmo, um, you are having to reconstruct um, this village based on the foundations that you will find once you know ex- excavation processes have been completed. Have you started with the excavations already? No, not yet. Uh, the, the, the actual construction on site is not yet uh, underway. What we have done, we have just launched the concept and then we have uh, only started operating from an information center. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the issue of um, preserving heritage through a museum is just one part of uh, an example of how you can preserve heritage because you have got other ways and other means in which you can preserve heritage which is very beneficial to 
uh, societies and communities uh, because you preserve your past which inculcate the pride in our past history and then which is also educational uh, because it teaches people about their uh, previous histories and also it is uh, heritage preservation is also important in uh, economic terms because if you have got that kind of a museum up and running you would uh, potentially have tourists who would come via the area and then have a look uh, at the area and then uh, the, the tourists might be local, national or international tourists. What I'm trying to get to is that uh, heritage preservation is only is not only about just preserving for the sake of preserving mm. for you to excavate and then have something, but you look at the other benefits like educational and also economic in terms of tourism. How much are you having to rely on the knowledge that is being shared by members of, of the community. Um, and you said, I think the last time that this place had been occupied was sort of in, in the early 1900s. So quite a bit of time has passed since then. Do you find people in the community who perhaps lived at the foot of this mountain or, you know, who have direct family members that, that lived at the foot of this mountain who still go to those graves? Yes, yes, yes. The people who were forcefully removed from that area when those uh, farms were uh, uh, sold by the uh, previous uh, governments, they live uh, about... Uh, 10, 20 kilometers to the south in a small village called Noma A. Uh, some people call it Butapa Munoana. So the descendants of those people who were removed from those graves, they are there. And then uh, we still, uh, you know, when you do this kind, uh, the project of this magnitude, obviously you, you cannot just study, you research. You, you have got uh, you have to go to your archives to research about the history of the area and then now the aspect you are uh, asking about which is oral history aspect of the project is when now you interview the people who are connected to the site yes uh, the answer is yes we have got those people whose descendants uh, were moved from there and then some of them some of them, occasionally do go and pay their respects to those graves. So they just go there, some of them go, but unfortunately some of them, because of the bushes you were referring to, some of them, uh, you know, they are unable to locate their graves because now you have got thick bushes. So the idea behind uh, the museum would also one aspect would be to get those graves that might have been covered by the bushes because when you are clearing and establishing the museum, you are now carefully, when you get the grave site, then you, you protect it because it's a, it's a sacred uh, 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 place like a grave. Dr. Situmu, we'll continue with our conversation in a moment. I wonder what you make of this idea, right, to reconstruct 
a, a community or an entire village's way of living, their way of doing things, reconstruct their houses, all in the name of uh, preservation of history, preservation of heritage. Is it a worthwhile exercise? I'm just thinking of, you know, if, if we were to take into account just how big South Africa is, um, what then do we draw out of a process like what uh, Dr. Situmo and his colleagues are trying to do? Is that knowledge better preser- preserved just in books and having it available in books? Or is it in fact a worthwhile exercise to go and, and rebuild these houses, use the materials that they used, um, use the kind of structures that they used so that future generations can see um, how much life has evolved. They can see um, where society has come from in all its different facets. Um, so it's it's a fascinating idea. It's going to require a lot of work, seemingly, because um, as, as he's mentioned before, all there is in that area is just bush right now. And so they, they're going to have to be building from scratch. And I imagine that uh, communities in the area are going to have to be very involved in that process too. So I'll get your thoughts on it on 86 I'd love to hear what you make of an initiative of this nature. And I'll take your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Dr. Tlosidum, we're still on the line. We're talking about the Open Air Museum, which is a concept that includes the reconstruction of an entire village in Sitluani at the foot of a mountain in that area and effectively in the preservation of, of history and heritage. Um, Dr. Sidumo, before I go to the phone lines, I want to check from you. The materials that you are looking to use for this project, how true are you going to want to stick to um, the original materials that would have been used um, by, by, by those that were part of this village? We're talking now uh, close to a century that um, this village would have been last built. No, Kathy. I just want us to 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 correct something here. Uh, I, we don't know. I don't. We don't want to scare people that we are going to rebuild and reconstruct the entire village where people were staying. You, you. We are talking about a museum here. A museum is the is a microcosm. Is is a sample, which means you can. Only take, for instance, where the Mosasana uh, household was living. So you 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 have got you rebuilt. Say, for instance, they stayed in three or four huts. That is what you rebuild. Then uh, they had the horror. They have got the what? You you don't rebuild the entire village and get the people to come back and stay in that because. You know, life has moved on, and then this is only a museum to help people to 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 to, to learn about their past. It's not that people are going to. It's not that we are going to reconstruct the entire village and then force people to go back and live in those places. It's just a microcosm. 
uh, of, say, for instance, one household which can be reconstructed into a museum. I think that must be very clear. And okay. then coming to the, the issue of material, I think uh, most of the material there is uh, the rocks. The rocks, which uh, the place is a mountainous area. You have got plentiful of the rocks. You just put the rocks on top of uh, 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 one another. Then you have got uh, the grass. Uh, in most uh, cases, people still use grass to fetch their houses. So in the, the project will all, almost require the, 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 the materials we, we I have just mentioned. It's not that we are going to go all out and then and temper with uh, the, 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 the environment and then destroy the environment. Whereas we know there is a correlation between heritage preservation and environmental uh, uh, conservation. We are mindful of that very much. Okay, all right. Thanks for that clarity. It, it, I think it was an important one. It was an important one. Um, let me go to Sikukune. Dada Masha, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Sikukune. Yes. Good morning. Uh, the doctor there is talking of good things that we need in this country. But I would like to check with him, firstly, the naming. I'm told that you are talking of but the baby, no? is it? Hello. That that he's speaking for what, Billy? You are you are talking of the babies, but baby. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is a problem because he is saying people who are staying there were uh, he said Bagoni. Now he must make a distinction between the two. Because if those people who say they are Bagoni, they are not necessarily referred to as Bapedi. It is a confusion. You see, the Bapedi is a general or a generic naming of the communities beside who speak generally uh, a social related languages. But like here, just the, uh, around Polokwan, there's a museum called Bagoni Malapa. You see, it's an open museum. Uh, I think if he's trying to do something like that, he needs to be clear. Those people who have stayed there must have their correct identity. They are the Bagoni and not generally the babies. The other thing he talked about that uh, the people who are supposed to be removed, that means they are beneficiaries of that particular area. I want to know their role. What role will they play there in terms of investment? And also the legality. What is the legal status of the land now, as you speak? Has the land been restituted, or is it a way of doing things without the consent of the beneficiaries? Because that's what happens normally. People who go and get investment and develop something without the knowledge of the same people who are actually there. Because he's talking of the grace there. Those are very important things to our culture. And if we are not connected to those graves or and it's going to tamper with the graves of some people there, we'll have a problem. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you so much for that, Billy Masha. I think very important questions. Uh, Dr. Sidumo? Hello. Yes. Uh, firstly, let me just say that 
I did not introduce myself as representing the Babedi. I only uh, got it from the intro because I don't want to get into that debate of Babedi, Northern Soto. It's a huge debate on its own, Kathy. It wants an hour on its own. So that one, let's pack it there because unless if you want us to exhaust the last minutes of this show on that which is which i'm saying is a it's a it's a it's a it's a huge debate on itself whether people they are babidi or bakudi or the northern sutras secondly uh, you have just asked about the descendants of the people uh, who originated whose graves are there at Sitaule. and i said those people are still there. The descendants are still there. Uh, we work with them, and then uh, we uh, interviewed them. And then as we speak now, the information center uh, of the museum itself is on that village, the existing village. So what is underway now is the actual a future construction of the museum where they have originated, where their graves are. Okay. And and yes. and, and, and in terms and in terms of the land. Sorry? In terms of the land, because he he had asked about whether that land had been um, restituted, restituted. Yes, and what the status then of that land would be as this project takes place. Okay, uh, the, the 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 land where this uh, museum is being earmarked for, where the people of Butapa uh, Munana uh, or Numa A have been removed is currently occupied or is currently uh, being bought by the people of Noma B. You have got Noma A, you have got Noma B. So the museum earmarked is on the Setaule area. And then there, there is a, the discussion among the communities who currently uh, have bought the, 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 the the farm in the 1940s, uh, where this other group of Noma A people have been removed from. All right, and and what would you say have been some of um, the the challenges that you have experienced out of wanting to do a project like this? And I think mostly just from the knowledge production aspect of it is 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 what I would be interested in. Uh, you are right. The the the, the uh, project is mostly about knowledge production, because you see, the the, the greatest problem uh, in this country was that when uh, those who were in power before the white minority governments, when they came in and then they started to write their own history. Much of the history of uh, the, uh, the, the, the black communities in this country was almost erased. So that is why the, the, uh, this current generation of people, of historians and researchers, the, the main focus would be to go out and trace the roots. The, 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 the challenge is that uh, you are going to 
reconstruct from something that had been almost, as you have indicated, centuries old uh, information that you are going to stretch and struggle to get. So, but this is a national challenge in which uh, uh, the, the, the people who are in charge now, if we are, we say black people are in charge, one of the challenge is that they have to go back and scratch and look for what has been hidden from them for a very long time by those who were in power then, those people who were writing their own history, uh, giving the impression that the history of South Africa started with the arrival of Jan van Riebeck in 1652. Uh, black people uh, uh, gave, were given the impression that they did not have their history. That's why now we are scrambling to scratch and go and clear the bushes to go and find our own histories. Yeah, it's a very important point that you're making there. I'm going to take a break and then I'm back with uh, Dr. Situmo and more of your reflections and contributions to this conversation. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. Hi, Kathy. Um, thank you for this. Um, I think this project is incredibly important because, you know, so many people as uh, self-respect, self-esteem, pride has been wounded by past regimes. Also, because libraries have gone down the drain and uh, literacy culture is not encouraged, and people really need the tactile visual experience of something like this. And um, I'm sure the doctor has uh, tried to rope in some of the archeological departments of some universities to help. I think this is fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Kathy. All Bye. Right. Thanks for that WhatsApp voice note there. Uh, Dr. Sitomo, are you going to be working with your fellow academics from um, different faculties in, in making this a reality? Yes, we have uh, made this information available to various academic uh, institutions and other stakeholders so that this can be a reality. And then I want to agree with the last uh, caller on the voice note, because, you know, if we cannot multiply our efforts on these efforts like museums, libraries, you know, I can tell you, Kathy, if this museum succeeds, it will be the first one in the whole Blowback municipality. There is no other museum in the whole municipality. Mm. But I don't know how many taverns are there in the whole municipalities. So if we have got this, this kind of projects where we are going to have young people focusing on learning from museums and libraries, we would be subtracting the number of our kids going to the taverns. You know, you know, I cannot tell you, you know exactly what happens in the taverns and the consequences. What I'm trying to say, the stakeholders, yes, we are engaging uh, uh, some academic institutions and uh, other uh, stakeholders so that we can make this thing as a, a reality. All right. Let me try and squeeze in Kirsten Foster, who's just called in. Kirsten, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good to hear. Uh, I just wanted to add my two cents as somebody who uh, is passionate about history and has a degree in history. 
obviously um, there's been some conversation on your call with regards to who created the academia around that. Um, and I think what's quite interesting to note is that, you know, history is always changing. So, for instance, we were told that, you know, Bantu migrations happened from the north at the same time that um, white people arrived um, in the south at Cape Town, etc. And then suddenly we have uh, findings in things like the Kruger National Park, which date far further back than what history has taught us or what I was taught at university. Um, and so I think just just the message that um, I, I agree with a lot of the people speaking on your show that mm. what has been taught comes from potentially an archaic uh, perspective and that we need to consistently consider that that history can change and not be upset to change it. That's that's the beauty of history and understanding it and 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 learning from it. So that was just my my comments on that. All right, all right, Kirsten. Thank thanks for calling in. And you find it a, a, a project such as this such as this one then quite fascinating. Incredibly fascinating. Yeah. All right, all right, Kirsten. Thanks for calling in, uh, Doctor Sidumo. Final word from you then. Uh, my final word would be that I agree with your last caller that let's consistently bring this to the platforms like yours, Kathy, because you, you are listened to by so many, many people. Let us consistently bring this kind of conversations in which we will try, in which we are trying to get people to learn, learning, 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 uh, because learning is lifelong. That is very important. And then thank you for, for having us to just scratch the surface because we have just scratched the surface. There is still a lot, a lot, and lot, a lot to talk about. All right, Dr. Tlosidumu, thank you so much for um, coming onto the show and giving us a bit more about this project you'll be involved in. I hope that um, once you have completed the project, it's up and running, we will be among the first to get an invite to come and see what it is you've been able to do. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Dr. Situmo, thank you so much. That's where we leave it then uh, with that particular conversation. It is 11 o'clock. On the other side of this is the Friday wind-down.